Hello, and welcome to On a Mission Podcast, where we aim to inspire and educate through sharing stories and experiences in the real estate industry. It's hosted by Dina Frank, a licensed realtor in the state of Minnesota at Remax Results, a Good Life Group, and Kelly Tankey, loan originator, NMLS 1599804 at Summit Mortgage Corporation, NMLS 1041. We started this podcast so we could share real stories from real people on their experiences in the real estate industry and break down barriers. We hope that by sharing these stories and experiences, it helps you feel more confident and comfortable when it comes to buying or selling. If you find this information helpful, please subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen to podcasts. And as always, enjoy. And now let's get to this week's episode. All right, welcome back to another episode of On a Mission Podcast. I'm Dina Frank. And I'm Kelly Tinky. And today we are going to do a market update for kind of the July, August timeframe, mostly July, um, as regularly scheduled. So just kind of as an update, we are doing something a little bit different this month and we're just kind of re-releasing some of our most popular episodes while we work behind the scenes to dive into maybe some topics that we haven't covered, um, questions from listeners that we've gotten, and really to just fine-tune the behind-the-scenes side. Um, So if you haven't yet, go back and listen to last week's episode was a re-release of credit, and then coming up we will have um, the episodes on looking for a home and financing because of course the basics are always the most popular. And so we just want to get the information back out there for those of you who may be new listeners. So with that being said, we will dive right into where the market is at. And as always, like we just love doing these updates because it just really empowers you as you're getting ready to either purchase or sell a home of what to expect. So, let me Shall we? pull up my stuff. So, for me, Dina, on the real estate side, I always go through our broker's numbers as compared to 2019, and then I dive into the overall Twin Cities market and how that's shaping up. So, to get started, weekly showings are pretty significantly above where we were at last year. Um, Last year, throughout August and July, um, we're about 10% up. So it's really interesting because looking at all these charts, you do see this kind of like sharp drop off in like May, kind of the beginning of June when all of the stay at home stuff started to take effect. But what that created was a delayed spring and summer season. So Mm -hmm. now what we're really seeing is people are back out there hitting it hard. As Kelly will go into, interest rates are still really benefiting people. You know, it's a great time to... Can definitely benefit a large quantity of people nationwide still. Yeah. So whether you already own a home or you're getting ready to buy your first home, 
having those low interest rates really helps make the payment more affordable. And we'll get into kind of, you know, where prices are at and how that could affect your overall buying power. But so showings are significantly up. Let me scroll down here. New listings are also bouncing back. So what's interesting about listings is, and I'll get into this. So the overall Twin Cities inventory is down, but Remax results as a broker is actually pretty on par with where we were at last week. Um, we did have a, a steep decline, like I said, in June, but then we've really bounced back and we're pretty, pretty on, on par with uh, where we were at last year. So um, this, this year, the week ending August, or sorry, September 5th, we had 221 new listings. Last year, that same week, we had 182. So we're up about 40 listings year over year for that same week. Um, awesome. I love hearing the year over year because I do think that that's kind of important to reflect on. Yeah. And, and we just, do that on our end too. Yeah, because <laughs> I think it just shows you the overall trends because if you're just looking at like, one moment in time, it's really hard to get perspective of like, well, what does that mean compared to whatever thing you're comparing? So yeah, yeah, it is super helpful. And then um, with pendings, so that means they're sold, but they haven't closed yet. We're up significantly higher. So um, the week ending August 29th, we had 2,900 pending closings for 2020, and last year we had 2,500. So we're up 400 um, houses versus last year. So that's really good awesome. news. And what that means is houses are selling, right? So mm -hmm. it's really helping <clears throat> move the market. Now, how that's reflected in sales price, of course, is it's going to go up, right? Because if the demand is there, obviously the supply is going to be more valuable. Mm -hmm. So right now, um, over the last, I'm going to change this year. Right now, the median sales price in the Twin Cities is 295000 and it's up 7.3% from last year. Wow. Now, yes. So it just keeps going up and that's equity in the bank for those mm -hmm. who are homeowners. You know, mm -hmm. if you have a home to sell, <clears throat> I think those are the people who are probably in some of the best positions, whether they want to refinance and either pull out that equity or just lower their payment. Or mm -hmm. if you're in your first home and you're thinking, gosh, we're really outgrowing this house. Like now is a great opportunity to get in touch with myself or a realtor that you trust to have that discussion of how much equity do you have? And can you use that equity to buy a longer term home, especially mm -hmm. with where interest rates are? Like I have one yep. client right now <clears throat> who is going to be selling their home and purchasing a new home. And obviously their new home is at a higher price point and their payment's going to be the same because mm -hmm. of the equity they're putting into the new home and the interest rates that they're getting. Yep. So just something to think about, you know, it is a hot, fast market, but there is definitely still opportunity and it is definitely still a good time to buy, especially as we start to get into these fall months. Um, 
it's easy to think, oh, we have time, we have time, we have time before the snow flies, but that's going to come quick. That is going to come barreling fast. So yes, it is. We've, we're, we're being blessed this week with some nice weather, but I, I fear that we're going to start to see a little bit of a, a turn in the corner as um, next fall, which is okay because I love fall and I'm ready for it. Me too. I'm a very, (laughs) I'm a basic person when it comes to (laughs) We knew what you really wanted to say, but yes, yes, pumpkin spice lattes, scarves, boots, the whole, the whole gamut of fall. The whole nine yards, wineries, and Mm -hmm. there for it. Yep. For it. Wineries and orchards and yes. <laughs> apple cider, hot cocoa. Give it all to me. <laughs> Love it. So that's my little rundown of the Twin Cities market. So on you to, know what? On to the fun part. The fun. Oh thing. yeah. The fun part. I, oh. I am so sure. Um, but before we hop into that, I just wanted to I had something come up, something that was mentioned to me that I thought was really interesting. And I know that it's something that I've thought about, but didn't strike me as something that would play such an important or vital role for somebody making a decision on whether they were going to sell or purchase or refinance. And that's the fact that we are in an election year and we're coming up on the election. And so I know that that it does, I've known this from you know, from the time I basically graduated until now that I, the election year has a pretty large impact on just the economy in general. Right. Sure. sure. But it just was, it was so interesting to me that, um, yeah, I, <laughs> that, that is- was going to be the decision, like be a, a big indicator of how somebody made a decision on selling their home. That is interesting because since we both started in 2017, we mm-hmm. haven't been through a right. national election yet. So right. that I wonder if we will start seeing more of that. Interesting. I hadn't that thought about really that. Interesting. Yeah. 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 So just, you know, just planting yeah. a seed there. And I, I would surely hope that that wasn't like the biggest reason why somebody would um, potentially not sell or not refinance or not choose not to purchase um, because as you mentioned, you, you know, in case in point with your current client where they're selling and they're, they're utilizing that huge amount of equity to roll over into a new home that has more value than their previous. And now they're going to have a lower interest rate, rate, more equity into that home. And their payment is exactly the same. Like that's, that's an opportunity for a lot of people nationwide, not just here in the metro, but just a lot of people nationwide to consider. So <clears throat> don't don't fear away from it. And the other thing that you know, as Dean and I were preparing for um, for the podcast this morning and um, sharing what we wanted to share, I, I realized I hadn't had an opportunity to check my morning update. Um, and one of the things that I was just reading briefly was about. Um, you know, where, where things are week over week, the last couple of weeks with um, purchase applications and refinance applications, and they have decreased and that's okay. That's okay. Because we're, you know, seasonally for us here in the Midwest, it kind of makes sense. It does. 
Um, and I, I think that we're going to probably see a little bit of an increase still potentially, but I think what's playing such a, a huge role is the influence that the media has on the general public and thinking that they can ultimately make a decision with just very little info, like the bare minimal amount of information. So they're taking numbers like purchase and refinance applications week after week and seeing that there's a decrease and generally making a statement that, you know, maybe now is not, not the time anymore for you to be refinancing when in fact, if we look at what the numbers are, there's actually about 20 million people nationwide that could still benefit from refinancing because they've got a good credit score. They've got, you know, 20% equity already in their home. It's going to give them an opportunity to save a ton of money. And if it's one thing that we've learned um, over the last couple of months with COVID, people need to save money. Exactly. You know, yeah. for, for one reason or another, like they've been temporarily laid off, furloughed, lost their job. Now's the time. Now's the time. Yeah. So, yeah. For only sure. if you have, only if you are gainfully employed though, might I add, we, we, if you don't <laughs> have income that's being generated in right now, we have to wait until you are gainfully employed to consider the refinance option. But I did just want to, it's, it's so interesting how the media has an influence on, on the public. And for me, like I, you and I are immersed in, in the housing industry, which is playing such a vital role in the economy right now and For really sure. helping to keep things afloat. Absolutely. I mean, I, I, I'm going to say it, we're helping to keep the economy afloat right now. So, Absolutely. you know, we're, we're <laughs> coming around and making better for ourselves from, you know, the 2008, 2009 crisis. So, but <clears throat> Yeah, I just thought I'd share that before I delved into my quick yeah. update. Okay. And I wonder, I just have one comment about that. Go. I'm just, I'm just wondering sure. if the, if applications are down slightly only because as the school year is kicking off, like people yeah. are just getting adjusted to that. So yeah, it's pretty but, typical for this year. If we, if we look back to the last yeah. couple of, you know, we're coming off of a holiday weekend, we're, we're, um, adjusting to a new norm with how schools are adapting to COVID, whether it's, you know, full-time hybrid or completely virtual. So exactly. that has a pretty big impact on, you know, like time and time management for individuals or families that may be otherwise wanting to go out and look at homes, but, you know, exactly. priorities take place. So. Yeah. And um, yeah, cool. Perfect. That's all I had to say about that. Beautiful. Okay, so I'm going to dive right in. Um, don't want to keep our listeners too much longer. So what I always like to start off with for those listeners who are just tuning in for the first time, um, I always like to start with our jobless claims statewide. And what that ultimately means is where is our unemployment rate at currently for the state of Minnesota? And I pull all of these statistics direct from um, the Bureau of Labor. So you can always reference back to that if you wish in your free time. <laughs> so um, I always, what I have been doing is um, month over month, been just pulling what the unemployment rate has looked like since the beginning of this year, January of 2020 through July of 2020, when we were rolling into 2020, 
Minnesota state unemployment rate was resting at about 3.2 and at its highest in the month of May. Now think back to, you know, when COVID ultimately started, when we had our shelter in place, <clears throat> this naturally makes sense. So the month of May, we saw it at our highest unemployment rate of 9.9%. Now, since the month of May through June and July, we have seen a decrease month over month. So for the month of July, we're seeing, we saw the unemployment rate resting at 7.7%. So um, just a friendly reminder for all of those individuals who might be just tuning in for the first time, uh, when, when we are um, doing our market updates, we do have to go back to, we, had to, we have to go back a couple of months yeah. in order to actually have accurate data. So we don't have the month of August quite yet. We will, sure. and we will be reporting that in the month, the beginning of October. So, yep. um, and then real quick, just on jobless claims, unemployment nationwide, we are down from 10.2% last month to 8.4% nationwide. This is a positive That's pretty thing. Good. So we're yeah. seeing, you know, I, I think that this is ultimately a positive thing. And so all of this stuff really ties into, okay, well, people are, are gaining their employment back. They're yeah. um, positioning themselves with a new role or a new career and now being able to put themselves in a position um, potentially, whether it means purchasing or refinancing and um, having the opportunity to save some money too for sure yeah that's um, awesome that's really good yeah and i touched on um purchase applications and refinance applications but i do i just want to give the numbers from july so mortgage bankers association released their mortgage application data which showed that overall application did fall by four percent from the previous week but it still shows strength year over year with applications being 33 percent higher at this point from, from this year, from last year. So year over year, Perfect. we're up 33% higher. Um, refinances did decrease by 7%, um, but are up 84% year over year. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, um, and then just another quick statistic, refinance, refinances made up 63.9% down slightly from 65.1%. Perfect. And because oh. I... Go ahead. I was just going to say, going back to your, like, maybe it's not a good, or like the media is kind of saying, oh, it, you know, it's not a good time to refinance. I think that is when people are trying to time the market, that's always going to be the struggle, right? And that's mm -hmm. always, <clears throat> it's just impossible to do. And so don't let that be the indicator. Like, I think people have to look to themselves and say, is this something I want to do? And is it right for my situation? Like, don't right. let the bigger story prevent you from doing anything that you need to do. You know, if it is mm -hmm. the right time for you, there's always going to be opportunity and you never know what's going to happen. But I think it's just more important to look at your overall financial situation or like what you've got going on, like as, like as buyers and sellers and just mm -hmm. determine, like, is this a good time right now? You know, but don't yeah. worry about timing the market or, oh, maybe I can go, maybe my interest rate could be a little bit lower or like maybe we could get a little bit more. Yeah. It's yeah, just more I, important to assess it yourself, I think. I, I fully agree. And I think that there's two things to take into consideration rather than trying to time the market, as you call it. 
Um, I think there's two things to consider as an individual or a couple or a family whole, and it's this timing yep. and your budget. Yep. Well, and let's, let's all also factor, factor in and timing in this one could go hand in hand. It's like, what are your goals for the future? Sure. You know, so those for probably sure. go hand in hand, but I mean, that's really what it boils down to is just considering those rather than trying to time everything out perfectly. Yeah. Um, because you're putting yourself in a kind of a risky position. If you're doing that, either you completely miss the gamut or you, you hit it on, you hit it on the, on the head, but you know, what's, what's the probability of that actually happening? Right. Who knows? Maybe exactly. you're a really lucky person. Maybe you're a really lucky person. Maybe. And for that, I give you kudos. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, the most fun part about our market updates, because I know so many people are always conscious of this, is the interest rates. Yeah. Um, so interest rates did decrease from th- uh, 3.2% to 3.14%, which is um, about 87 basis points or about 7 eighths lower from this time last year. So. Um, yeah, we're, I mean, we're still looking pretty good. And here's the thing that I do just want to share when it comes to the rates. Um, because I have, I have a couple clients in my pipeline right now that are doing the floating game and that is definitely okay. But the, the thing that our listeners have to understand about rates is that day to day, hour by hour, the rates are going to adjust. So if I'm sending you a worksheet over in the morning, um, that could look a little bit different for you by the end of the day with the way, you know, mortgage bonds fluctuate and they're based off of the 10 year treasury and so, and stocks. So there's usually an inverse with, you know, if stocks are doing really well, then mortgage backed securities are not doing so well and vice versa. There's some yeah. times where they kind of balance out, but usually typically speaking, they're, they're quite the inverse. Um, so what I'm seeing right now, and I just want to plug this, what I'm seeing right now is that you're not necessarily going to see a, a dramatic change with your interest rate if you haven't locked in. It's a matter of whether you're going to get a significant lender credit or you're going to end up paying a significant amount more for your discount point. So that's what I have been seeing. You know, like I've been sending that's over the same rate quote at yeah. 3% to a current client but whether they end up like having a larger lender credit or they end up paying, we, we go down one, one, you know, I, I go down to 2.875 yeah. and they're paying, you know, a portion of the loan amount and it might be a little bit more at that point. So sure. that's, that's, that's what I'm seeing. That's a really good call out of it isn't always like the interest rate is going to adjust and that's where on the worksheet, you're going to see it is, Mm -hmm. do you get a credit or do you have to pay? And so that is a really good, uh, little tidbit there. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm oftentimes telling, um, and it's, it's not a a large majority of clients right now that are, are asking the questions, um, like this, but what I'm telling them is you're not going to see this huge pendulum swing from day to day with like, the interest rate going from like 3% down to 2.75 or, you know, from 2.75 up to three and a quarter, you're not going to see that. It's just a matter of, okay, well, it's like that rate, whether you want to stay at 
for me, I'm just going to take this client's circumstance into consideration. So we're teetering between a 2.875% interest rate and a 3% interest rate. Sure. When I'm sending over both of these worksheets to them, when, when the market is fluctuating throughout the day, either the 3% rate, they're getting less of a lender credit. Sure. And the 2.875, they're having to pay more in a discount point. Yeah. Or vice versa. Right. Yeah. Or then the market shifts a little bit this way and now they're getting a little bit more of a lender credit on the 3% rate or they're paying less in the discount point for the 2.875. So we're doing a little bit of this, like they're playing the floating game and I, I appreciate it about them. Um, but I'm sure it's a little stressful for them because they're, they're, they're doing the timing (laughs) game and that's, that's definitely okay. But I think that it was kind of an important thing to point out for our listeners of what is really like, what's really happening with rates right now and in the market, you're not seeing these big drastic swings. Um, We were at one point a few months ago and it was really quite stressful (laughs) to be a mortgage lender when that was happening. It was like, at one point you're like, oh my gosh, yippee, this is so amazing for my client. And then literally within an hour, it would, it would swing the other way and it was quite stressful and you're having to have an unfortunate circum, unfortunate conversation sure. with your client who may have not decided at that point to lock in their rate, wait 24 hours, and now it's looking quite different. Yeah, but- and that was at a time probably when there were just so many people that were floating because that was kind of when the rates had started to drop, right? And yeah. So it was probably at the height of people looking into it. Yep. Okay. So just a few other things because I know that we have a little bit of a time crunch here, but um, I want to give indicated indication to where um, underwriting tour times and appraisals are. Yeah. Um, I am seeing a, at a point where I'm ordering appraisals, and it's really important to be ordering the appraisals right away, and all the more important for that key communication to be in place with the real estate agent, the buyers, and the mortgage lenders on when the inspection period is done and ordering the appraisals immediately because it could mean a matter of um, not hitting your closing date or yeah. hitting your closing date. So. I'm last month. What I had reported is that we were looking at about a week to a week and a half return times for not only underwriting, but appraisals. But I would say this has increased to about two weeks, both. And it could be more depending on the appraisers and the appraisers schedules. I'll say, um, refinances are slowing down a little bit, but it is still a huge part of the underwriters pipeline right now everyone's pipeline. Yeah. So us as the mortgage lenders and also the underwriters, um, it is all the more important to make sure that you are, sorry, of course I don't have my laptop on silent and I'm getting eyes for a little system, but, um, all the more important that if you're doing a refinance that you're getting your documentation in as soon as possible so that everything can go through the underwriting process in a proper amount of time. Okay. Yep. Few other things, few interesting notes for forbearance. Forbearance. Yeah. My favorite topic. So week over week loans in forbearance continue to go down. So whatever you've been hearing in the media, it ain't right. I don't even know what they're saying. Statistics are statistics. So currently resting at um, 7.16% nationwide. So that's not very many. 
no, it isn't. You know, thinking of if we think about this in the grand scheme of like percentages, 7.16 of 100% is not that much. Yep. Um, And then I do want to touch on this because I think it is super important. Um, So back in mid-August, the Federal Housing Finance Agency made an after-hours announcement directing Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac to impose what's called an adverse market refinance fee. So what does this mean? There was a 50 basis point loan level adjustment. Um, so what does that mean for the future? And I'll, I'm just going to say that this is what happened. The Federal Housing Finance Agency retracted that, um, reversed it effective September 1st, but delayed it. Right. So they didn't completely pull that out of the mix. They only delayed it to um, to the end of this year. So um, this is my call to action for any individuals or couples or family members out there that are potentially considering refinancing. Now is the time to do that because in a couple months here, you are going to see a 50 basis point hit to pricing, which means that the rates are going to go up on refinance pricing. Yep. And that is all I've got for you. That's a great call to action. I think that's mm-hmm. super important and I'm glad you touched on that for sure. Yes. Yes. So. Awesome. Well, I think that was very like info packed uh, market update. There's just so much going on in the market. And mm-hmm. that's why I think we love doing these consistently because things can change month to month and it feels like, oh, yes. it feels like sometimes it doesn't like in the day to day, but when mm-hmm. you actually like look back and see what's going on, it absolutely does change. So definitely. Absolutely. Perfect. Well, thanks everybody for tuning in. That was a great, great episode. We always have fun with our market updates. So we'll spit out all the facts and the statistics. And then we always have comments and I'm sure there's questions that come up oh, with yeah. our listeners too in the meantime. So for sure. All right. Perfect. All right. Thanks so much, everyone, for tuning in. We um, look forward to catching up with you here in a couple weeks as we work through the remainder of September to um, get all of our ducks in a row and make sure that we are really honing in on the questions that you have and answering those moving forward as it pertains to purchasing. So these next couple of weeks, keep, um, keep an eye out for those re-released podcast recordings. And until next time, bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to On a Mission, where our goal is to educate and inspire. If you loved this episode, it would mean the world to us to help spread the message. It takes 30 seconds to rate and review, then share this episode with your friends. Let's spread the love. Until the next episode, cheers to your mission. Bye. Bye.